Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Do not, I repeat, do not throttle back with three days to go in the regular season. Do not. Everybody listening to this show right now is either just a fantasy diehard who likes to hear my dumb voice for 30 minutes a day or a roto leaguer playing till the very end. And then I'm, I'm sure there's like six of you out there that have a head league still going. It is so easy right now to just throw your arms up. It's, you know, it's a lot like the, the, uh, the COVID four week COVID burst last season. You guys remember like late December to mid January last year, December 2021 to January, late January of 2022. That was when like 65% of the league was out with COVID. And it would have been really easy at that point to just say, ah, the hell with it, quoth the great great Bob Eucher. But I implored you then and I will implore you now. Please stay lasered in here. For just a couple more days. Here's the first thing you got to do. We have a lot of things to cover actually today. It's our last regular season show of the season. So we're blowing it out. We're blowing it out in a big way. He says knowing that he's midway through absolutely positively catching another cold from someone in his family. We're blowing it out. But here's the thing. And don't worry, I'll introduce the show in a minute. If you're in a Roto League right now. The first thing you absolutely positively must do is check your game's cap. And not just how close you are, but at each individual spot. When I run a league, I turn off a lot of the positional eligibility stuff. It's guards, forwards, centers. That's it. No shooting guard, no point guard, no power forward, no small. Guard, forward, center. But Yahoo's public prize leagues, or whatever they call those now, it's not that way. So what I need everybody to look at in these formats is you're you're looking at how many games you have left at each individual spot forget the like how far ahead or behind you are you can actually just look and see games remaining at any spot on your roster how many games do i have left to play at this particular slot and you can figure out whether or not you can even get to the point Can you even get to the spot where you're using up all of your games? Because you better. And if you have a shot, if you're lagging behind even a tiny bit, you might have to drop good players just to get to that games played limit. You're now making the head-to-head call in a Roto League. And what I mean by that is, I'll take one of my own leagues as an example. I think it's easier to visualize this stuff if you can sort of see a player that you're fighting with. And you know what? Honestly, I can share this screen for the folks watching on YouTube if they are kind enough to give me a minute here. I'll try to figure it out while I'm uh, while I'm talking. But, uh, ah, crud. I don't, I'm in so many different leagues. I got to figure out which one of them is the, the right one here. <laughs> like 1,011... No, one one six zero two four. There you go. Um, all right, so 
folks can see this one now. So let me scroll down to the bottom in this page. And everybody can see that I'm in second place in this league with 69.5 Roto points. I'm probably going to finish in second place by all accounts. Not bad. Take home some money. I like it. Um, but what folks are able to see on their screen that I will explain to those listening on the recorded side is that uh, this is a league where, you know, bludgeoned by injuries, Andrew Wiggins missing a bunch of time, Porzingis has been shut down, LeBron is on this team, he missed a ton of time, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Whatever the reasons may be, I'm behind in games played at basically every single position on the roster. But I'm less concerned about that than I am looking at the actual numbers of games remaining in each of those slots. Point guard, three games left. That means I got to play someone in the point guard slot each day between now and the end of the season. Two games back in shooting guard and guard. Okay, I could potentially skip, say, tomorrow or something like that because I know Saturdays. Slightly lower traffic day compared to today and Sunday. Four back in small forward. I actually can't get all the way to the games cap in small forward. That's annoying. Power forward, three left. Forward, three left. Center, five left. It's a two-center format. Utility, six left. So I basically, in a lot of these spots, I have to be using a player in every single slot basically all three days. That was something that I started to notice earlier this week. And then as guys started getting these extra rest days, it became more and more complicated. So I'm like, okay, I got to like try to keep all of these to a point where I'm not completely wiped out from it. And it was impossible to do. Uh, for Yahoo Public Prize Leagues, this is actually kind of hard because you only have three bench slots. You got the three injured slots, but those are not that important right now. What you need are more bench slots because more than three of your guys are probably going to get ruled out for rest on any given evening. But then what I've also done is I scroll up here and show everybody the, the weird zombie team that I'm still throwing out there is that, sure, you can see some big names, Freddie Van Fleet, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, all on this team. There's Jokic down near the bottom. A lot of the names you'll see on your screen right now, uh, and again, don't worry, I'll repeat this for folks on the recorded side, are guys that I've picked up within the last week. Such as, not limited to, Javon Carter, who I added for today, knowing that the Bucks were resting everybody. Svima Kailiuk, who I added at the beginning of the week. I added Patrick Williams for today, thinking the Bulls were going to rest everybody. Jalen Smith, Indiana's been resting dudes. Bismack Biombo I added for today, assuming that Phoenix would rest everyone. I added Jay Huff for today. Slow-mo's on this team also. He's he I've had for a while. But here's the thing. Maybe even more importantly than who I added is looking at who I had to drop to get there. And I dropped players that I like. I dropped Nick Richards, who is good, you know, one and a half out of every three ball games. I dropped Ochai Abaji, who's been good with Larry Markin and out. I had to drop Bruce Brown, who put up a mega game yesterday. I had to drop DeLon Wright because I thought he was out for the rest of the season. And now it seems like he's going to play again. Obviously, I'd rather have those guys, and you can see that I've got a little gap to try to cover if I'm going to catch up to first place. I would have much preferred to just sit on Bruce Brown or DeLon Wright and wait to see if they're going to get to play every game down the stretch, but I don't have that luxury. And so this again becomes a, uh, 
it's basically like a head-to-head decision in a roto format. And what I mean by that is, okay, in a good scenario, I get what? Uh, is it is it one more game? How many games does Bruce Brown have left? They still have two left? I forget. It doesn't matter. And uh, one of them is on an overload day, if I'm recalling correctly. I'll pull up the streamer schedule while we're talking, and, and that way I can sound like less of a moron when I'm discussing the this sort of head-to-head versus roto dichotomy here that has finally come together. Um, actually, yeah, Denver has a road game in Utah tomorrow, and then they're home to Sacramento on Sunday. I'm assuming Bruce Brown gets one of those two games off. And with everybody going on Sunday, does he get into my lineup? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, the whole team is playing, so what's the harm? The other side of this equation is, if I fill in a game today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and get three games out of that roster slot, which would potentially one out of Bruce Brown the rest of the way, if I was over the games cap, I would sit on the guy who I think has the best per-game potential. But the fact that I'm not means that I gotta squeeze out three games out of that roster slot. So I'm in roster churn mode, and you should be too. Do not leave games cap opportunities on the table. It's a recipe for disaster. You might lose. I mean, you could be one block behind in your league. And if you had just used up all of your games cap, that could be one, two roto points. You just cannot leave them on the table. And then the other thing is, and this all kind of ties together, and we'll get into this a bit more as we kind of head into the the recap and preview part of the show and maybe even say hello to you when I'm done with this rant, is it might feel annoying to have to drop someone. In this case, I think, you know, Bruce Brown and Ochai Abaji are good examples of, of players that I really wouldn't didn't want to have to drop. But the beauty part is there are 10 to 15 out of nowhere solid plays every single day right now. You won't have an issue on the waiver wire. So let's segue into the Thursday recap, which is a perfect illustration of that exact point. You will not have issues on the waiver wire because teams are just resting their whole starting five right now. You're not getting one streaming option on a team. You're getting three or four. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize... You're out of drinks. Boo, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. 
I mean, crap, Danny Green hit five three-pointers and had four defensive stats yesterday for Cleveland. Good gravy. So before we dive into that, hi, everyone. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today Sports Ethos Presentation. I am Dan Bespris. It's the last regular season episode of this season, that is, of Fantasy NBA Today. Um, and I think, honestly, even before we dive into the actual meat of the show, I know we did some stuff here at the front end that was fantasy-related. I do feel like I need to take a second to just say thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for coming along on another season journey. I hope you'll stick with us for the entirety of the off-season. We do shows Monday through Friday, every every Monday through Friday, all off-season long. I have dabbled with the idea of doing additional shows in there, although in the off-season, I run out of content a little bit quicker than the in-season, so maybe that'll happen a bit more as you as you move into the kind of the draft time of the year. Um, fantasy draft, I should say, not reality draft. Uh, maybe we'll do some extra shows around the reality draft or around free agency. Stuff like that is on the table. We'll keep doing it on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash sportsethos. You know, if you want to interact with me while I'm doing the show, that's the place to do it. Um, but I also get it. The offseason, it's, you know, there isn't much of an advantage to hanging out with me on the live side. But whatever. Shows will drop at weird times throughout the day. They will not all be in the morning. Many of them still will be. But, you know, we'll get to summer break for the kids and that'll screw up schedules. And sometimes I like to do more guests and perhaps that would move this scheduling around a little bit. So uh, just bear with us a little bit on the scheduling side, but it is going to be all off-season long. Just like always, the Iron Man streak shall continue. Um, but again, a huge thank you, everybody, that has listened to even one show throughout this NBA season that's now coming to an end. I hope that we got you guys to some sort of cash. Or maybe if you're not in a cash league, some sort of trophy or a... Uh, a positive, a fun result on your fantasy season. We've got a lot of lessons to go over as the offseason begins on Monday. We'll be handicapping. We'll be we'll be doing some sports betting on the playoffs. We'll be talking about changes that we need to make for next year, either on the settings side or to our own fantasy handicapping ability. There's just so much left to do. But at the core of it all, I really do appreciate it. Somehow, some way, you guys have all banded together to seemingly kind of like what we're doing here on Fantasy NBA Today and on Sports Ethos as a whole. Um, so all the love in the world from me to you, from Dan to all of you here uh, on Fantasy NBA Today, you guys have been able to make this show what it is. Um, and let's just keep growing it and growing the YouTube side, which has really kind of taken on a life of its own here lately. The combination of the two is pretty damn cool. But... Let's segue now into the Thursday results because, uh, again, that is the illustration of what I was just talking about, meaning, yeah, it sucks to have to drop a Baji, but, I mean, this, you know, like, they played yesterday, so that's not the exact example I mean, but, like, take a look at some of the other stuff that you could have done on Thursday and will be able to do for these final three days. Uh, by the way, I'm on Twitter at Dan Vespers. You guys know that already. Oh, I have a coupon code to give you in just a minute also. Cleveland beat Orlando in a battle of we're resting everyone's, and uh, both teams rested everybody. Each club sat the entire starting five in this game. That's so silly. 
So, on the Cleveland side, my guess on Twitter was that J.D. Osman would have a decent game, and he did. I thought Robin Lopez would have a decent game, and he only played 19 minutes. He did some stuff with it, but certainly not as much as we'd hoped. Figured Lamar Stevens would get a decent chunk of playing time, and he did. Um, and then Danny Green and Isaiah Mobley were the guys who kind of came out of nowhere. But hopefully, we see some of the Cavaliers down the stretch. They have one more game against Charlotte on Sunday, so it might actually be just this same lineup again. Would I trust Danny Green in that one? Probably not. Would I trust Mobley in that one? Probably not. Osman? Yeah, I think maybe. Um, he probably plays a little more if this isn't a blowout either. It does kind of feel like Lamar Stevens might be the safest among them. And then as far as Orlando goes, I, I it's hard to say. Um, they've got a game tonight in Brooklyn, and then they're in Miami. I think you probably see the regulars in one out of their two games here down the stretch. Orlando has... I think now had enough success this year with uh, a 34 and 46 record. I mean, I feel like they they did more than they were hoping to, that they could try to kind of tank these last few games away. Right now, the Blazers are at 33 and 47, so a game worse or better in tank odds than the Magic. The Magic are currently tied with the Wizards and the Pacers at 34 wins. And it feels like all of those teams are going to try to lose their way down the stretch. So maybe the Magic don't play any of their guys the rest of the way. And if that's the case, then Jalen Suggs, Chumo Kiki, Bull Bull. I don't. I kind of think Mo Wagner could get himself in the mix, but they're playing Goga Batadze also. So maybe we leave that one off the board. Uh, Caleb Houston, I'm also not touching. But like Bull Bull, Jalen Suggs, Chumo Kiki, if we find out those three guys are starting in the Magic's next game because their starters are all out, um, those guys are all potential plays uh, before tonight, I guess. Um, but even to kind of understand that maybe you could do it for Sunday. Miami beat Philly, and Doc Rivers basically at halftime said, yeah, nobody cares about this game right now. So why are you playing them, Doc? That's pretty weird. If he's fully aware that his team doesn't give the first flying you-know-what about the game at hand, don't play them. And effectively, he didn't, because nobody hung out longer than about 26, 27 minutes in this ballgame. Uh, and all of the regulars look to be getting a rest day for Philadelphia. They are in Atlanta on the second half of a back-to-back. -back. Um, the question then is who's left. Shake Milton is probably left. So he could be a very strong stream today. Jalen McDaniels is probably left. He looks like the other very strong stream. Um, in terms of the big man spot, it, we don't know if it's going to be Montrez Harrell or Paul Reed, so that does make it a little bit tougher, but I guess you could probably roll with whichever of the, the two of those guys gets the starting nod. And then Tobias Harris actually is the one guy that's not fully expected to sit in this next ball game. I think he probably does sit also. So... You're probably looking at Shake Milton and Jalen McDaniels. Um, George Niang is also kind of semi on the table there, but a little bit less trustworthy just because of stat set. Um, and then if you could figure out a big man to use, that would also be something you could flip into the mix as well. Miami, not to be uh, outdone here, they'll probably have some plays. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, those guys are all questionable for rest in this one. The Heat are two games up on the Hawks here, so they've locked in the... Uh, at least the seven spot. 
Um, what I don't know off the top of my head is whether or not the Heat can actually catch the Nets for the sixth seed. I think if they win out, how many games do the Heat have left? They got two left. Brooklyn also has two. If they win both and Brooklyn loses both, then I think the Heat would jump into the sixth seed. So they might still play their guys. Um, Miami's in Washington, so they're tanking, which means like maybe they could rest their guys and still try to get the win. I don't know that it's a guarantee yet that the Heat are going to pull the plug on their regulars. If they do pull the plug, uh, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, these guys are all really interesting options. Um, We saw Cody Zeller log a bunch of backup center minutes the last time around, although uh, Omer Yurtsevin played five minutes in this ballgame, and then Kevin Love could also slide up there. Those are the question marks. I think if the if Butler, Adebayo, and Hero are all resting, and Lowry would probably rest as well, you, you probably look at Vincent and Struess as the two guys that you, you take the first plunge on. So this is what I'm talking about, though. Like, I get it that these were ball games that happened yesterday, but these teams play again this year. And so if you're worried about dropping, say, Ochai Abaji, to go back to our earlier example in the show, you don't need to be. Because there's three or four names on every team right now that weren't there yesterday or the day before that. San Antonio beat Portland in a good old-fashioned tank off. This is an important loss, actually, for the Blazers. Spurs are, are sort of in who-cares mode down there. I still think they'd like to have a worse record than the Rockets, but also maybe it, they don't want it to be the worst ending to a season ever. Uh, Kata Bates drop had a better ball game, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Zach Collins, Trey Jones, Keldon Johnson were the three roto guys that I can get behind, and they all played in this one, interestingly. Don't know who's going to play in the next one for the Spurs, but, you know, if any of those guys is, you play them. And then beyond that, you're in full dice roll mode, and I'd rather not deal with it. On the Portland side, we talked a little bit about Skylar Mays before this ball game, and he had 11-7, only 23 minutes here, so that number wasn't quite what we wanted it to be, but 11.7 assists, a steal, a block, and a three-pointer. You're not going to complain too much about that. Um, you're looking more at the guys who got minutes. And the minutes here, Drew Eubanks, just a monster game. Silly season super champion, Drew Eubanks, 23-9 and nine with five blocks. Uh, John Butler Jr. played 37 minutes. Doesn't do all that much, but did have two threes, two steals, and two blocks. And the minutes alone are probably a reason to take a look at him. Jonathan Williams fouled out in 32 minutes. No defensive stats. It have 16 points, four boards, and four assists. He's fringy, as is Trendon Watford, who it feels like they don't want to give maximum minutes to right now. We had a Shaq Harrison sighting. We know he's, uh, I mean, when he's been seeing, when he's seen NBA playing time, he's had one of the better steal rates of anyone in the league. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but the safer plays with Portland are Eubanks, Mays, because, you know, big man and point guard. If you're not a, an efficiency disaster, big man and point guard are the easiest spots to collect value on a basketball court. And then Butler and Williams are the maybes, I think, on that Portland side. OKC beat Utah 114-98. Uh, they are a half game up on the Mavericks. Thunder have only one game left. Mavericks have two. And news broke right as we were going on air. It, I mean, you know, 20 minutes ago now at this point. That the Mavericks seemingly are sitting 
basically most of their team today. That's pretty weird. Sorry to pause and just stare at it. And I knew this was the news, and I knew what I was just about to say, but it still seems insane. Kyrie is out. Tim Hardaway Jr. is out. Christian Wood is out. Josh Green is out. Maxi Kleba is out. Luca's in? That's extraordinarily weird. And this, and okay, so maybe Chicago comes in and doesn't have their main guys, but the Bulls, for all of their issues, they do have a little bit of depth. The Mavericks are basically just saying we don't we don't even care about the play-in tournament. This is a strange move by Dallas. Man, what an odd thing. Well, all right, from a fantasy standpoint, this is extra intriguing, but we'll get to Dallas in a minute. Um, Oklahoma City, same story as always. They're playing their guys right now. They want that play-in spot, and it's the usual. Shea, Jalen Williams, and then sometimes Josh Giddy. and in this one, it did happen to be a good Josh Giddy game. For Utah, Taylor Orton Tucker was out now, so that meant Chris Dunn got to start, and so he's a, a must-play dude if he's in the starting lineup. Uh, Azabuki got 25 minutes, and that's you know, it's close to enough for him if that's something we think we could get going forward. Kelly Olynyk is obviously the big bopper here. 16, 14, and 8 with a steal. Seven turnovers, though. Yikes. Um, Luka Shamanich played 31 minutes. He was a maybe stream that ended up being kind of okay. And then Obagi had a bad shooting game, 6 out of 18 from the field. Uh, but he's playable when Lowry Markkinen is out, which it looks like that's going to be the rest of the year. So more options surfacing for Utah as well. Phoenix beat Denver. This was the Denver throwaway game. And for Phoenix, they were just sort of like demoing things on offense. Did not play one moment of defense in this game. But, you know, and who cares? Big game for Chris Paul. Uh, decent game for Kevin Durant. Quiet game for Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton was fine. All of those guys, I mentioned those four names because those are the starts for Phoenix. But it seems like those four guys are unlikely to play on the back-to-back against the Lakers tonight. And then also, I would think maybe unlikely to play on Sunday, although Monty Williams hinted that maybe he might try to play his guys for half a ball game just for chemistry stuff. Now, forget Denver for a minute because, you know, this is a pretty easy one. Bruce Brown is a play when they sit anyone in their starting lineup, let alone all of them. If they sit the entire starting lineup again, Reggie Jackson would be my second favorite play there. DeAndre Jordan is, I guess, in the mix, but, you know, he can get played right off the floor. I mentioned Christian Brown on yesterday's show, uh, and he was okay. Uh, but again, you're kind of working your way down the list there. Phoenix is the one you're probably looking at right now because they play tonight, and uh, Denver doesn't. Denver is going tomorrow. But if you're day ahead, you could look at Denver stuff. For Phoenix, who's left? campaign would get a truckload of usage. I would assume that Bismarck Biombo soaks up a lot of the center minutes. We saw that last time Aiton was out. Biombo uh, outplayed Jock Landale. Um, Josh Okogie probably has value. You might see even value out of Torrey Craig and Terrence Ross. Uh, might be a little bit more cautious with those dudes, but Payne, Biombo, Okogie would be guys I think that you could use tonight and feel relatively comfortable about. And this is going to be happening all weekend long. By the way, I mentioned yesterday on the show that I would set up a uh, a coupon code 
to get everybody to try out the wager pass. And I did it. The wager pass is normally $15 a month. The coupon code is 75% off the first month. Oh, the code itself is the word absurd. Because I said yesterday I would set up an absurd, absurd coupon. So the code is actually the word absurd. A-B-S-U-R-D. That's it. 75% off the first month of the wager pass. Which... I could probably do the math there. It's like around $12 off the $15 thing, a little bit less than that. Um, We're basically just so confident that for whatever it is, like three and change dollars, that you will get so much more than that in your first month, and you will make so much money on top of that that you'll let it ride after. So please do give a chance to the wager pass. These guys are incredible. Ethos Wagering is the Twitter handle where they do their... Funny business. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's... The beauty of it is, and I, I'll complain about this a bunch too. I, I want to try to limit my complaining, but it's so annoying that these talking heads that have no idea what they're doing on the sports betting side have been told by their parent companies, you have to talk about sports betting now. So, you know, this is why everybody on TNT and ESPN, they're all talking about sports betting, but they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're trying to goad you into making bad bets. Our guys will teach you They have been sports betting for decades, not because it's fashionable, but because it's how they turn a profit. It's how they make money on the side in addition to whatever else they got going on. And they can do that with you as well. So get yourself a wager pass with coupon code ABSURD and get 75% off the first month, win a a bunch of money, and then just let it ride. That's over at sportsethos.com. Let's talk a little bit about the weekend coming up. We've already covered 10 teams here looking back at Thursday. Basically, everybody else is playing tonight. But we'll zip through uh, all 30 teams here um, and just basically what we're expecting from them over the weekend as we wrap up the uh, regular season. Houston at Charlotte. Houston, um, I mean, I think we, you know, They've been semi-tanking all season long, so there isn't going to be a whole lot of changes there. Charlotte is an interesting one because we might see Dennis Smith Jr. back on the floor. I still feel like he really does want to get back in there for one of their last two games or maybe both, and that would sideline Theo Maladone at least for half the ball game. They probably end up kind of splitting minutes. Oh, we just got word during the show that Zion's been ruled out for the Pelicans if they made a play-in spot. Although, I don't, did anybody actually think he was coming back? I didn't. So that's non-news to me. Uh, but turning our attention back to Charlotte, um, Svee Mikhailiuk's been a monster. Uh, the center rotation's been cool on the Roto side, if you can just play sort of into the player that's going to be getting most of the minutes there. Uh, and I haven't wanted to go too much farther with that team. Maladone's been been playable while Dennis Smith Jr.'s been out. But, you know, like JT Thor, he's had a couple of good ball games, but I don't think I fully trust it. Uh, and then there's, yeah. Anyway, uh, Miami we just talked about. If everybody rests, uh, Washington, everybody basically is resting, although it sounds like DeLon Wright might be back in for the Wizards. Does that knock Jordan Goodwin out of the starting five? That would suck, because I like Jordan Goodwin in the starting five. He's a guy we know puts up big-time fantasy numbers whenever he gets a chance. But with all the big men down, it seems like Gafford is set to roll. Jay Huff has been putting up big numbers here for a couple games in a row. Uh, Johnny Davis is playable. 
Kispert, if you need three-pointers, is playable. Yes, we got to wait on the DeLon Wright news um, if you're going to drop Jordan Goodwin in there. But you might even get enough out of him anyway. So the Wizards are a, a very interesting tank team. Detroit, I mean, you guys know I'm a Jalen duran ophile here on the show. Love watching the strength of that young dude. It's it's pretty sweet. And then Jaden Ivey, um, again, if you can handle the turnovers and the efficiency stuff, but I don't know that I would go much farther with the Pistons. Indiana, we've talked about a few times this week. Um, I don't think anything's changing today compared to their last ball game. Um, TJ McConnell and Jalen Smith are questionable, so it's possible you see one or both of those guys sit it out. If Jalen Smith is down, then finally we can fully unleash the Isaiah Jackson, provided he doesn't foul out too fast. Um, Andrew Nemhard's been starting at point guard anyway, and TJ McConnell, while he has indeed put up a couple of decent fantasy lines, the minutes have not been huge for him over this stretch. But, you know, the more guys that are out, the more it helps the guys that are left. So um, Isaiah Jackson's your guy that would get a bump. Nemhard would get an additional bump. you probably see Matherin and maybe even Jordan Awara get a little bit more. Uh, and they're playing Buddy Heald for about half a ball game because he wants to start up a new Ironman streak. Orlando, uh, we just had Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Wagner listed out uh, while we were on air. We also just had uh, Harden, Maxi, P.J. Tucker, and DeAnthony Melton all listed out for the Sixers while we've been on air. So the fun continues here for this Friday night adventure. Um, with Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Wagner out, you've got a couple of options uh, on the Orlando side. Um, you know, we saw Bull Bull pick up a bunch of that playing time. And, you know, is it Goga Batadze time now? I mean, he very well might start this ball game. Just saying. If Goga's starting, you could probably play him. If Bull Bull's starting, I think I'd play him. We haven't heard what the deal is with uh, the other main guys, like Fultz and Boncaro and what have you. So only the centers right now have been ruled out, but... Let's keep an eye on it. Orlando might have some stuff to play with here. Where the hell are we next? Brooklyn. Uh, they're going to play their guys because they're still trying to fend off the heat, so nothing special there. Toronto, uh, they're going to still play their guys. Raptors are a game back of the Hawks, an opportunity to maybe try to get into the upper half of the play-in bracket. Um, after they lost their last ball game, though, Toronto's path gets a little bit tougher here, but I think they'll still play their guys for one more day. Boston. Should probably rest their guys. Um, we'll find out which ones are resting later on today. But, you know, the fill-in options for the Celtics are not that great because they typically have only rested half of their guys each day. And all that's really done is given more stuff to the guys that remain. But, you know, we'll play it by ear. For Philly, we already talked about them earlier in the show. Um, Jalen McDaniel, Shake Milton, these are guys that, that could see a pretty goodly bump if Philly shuts down the entire starting five, which it looks like they might be. Atlanta, they're still holding off the Raptors, so they'll play their guys here for at least one more ball game. Not much to expect in that one. Um, we'll do some Twitter stuff over the weekend if we find out the Hawks are, are going to rest the rest of their guys going into their game on Sunday. But again, we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there. Memphis has been alternating who gets rest days for them. Two games left. Um... Uh, I th you'll probably see most of their guys in this one. Milwaukee, I don't know. They got the the one seed locked up. Nobody's catching them, so I would assume the Bucks are going to rest some more of their guys. But uh, 
I guess we don't have full confirmation on that yet. I think we're getting close, aren't we? Um, yeah, I think they're all out. So I love the idea of Bobby Portis. Uh, I love Javon Carter for this one. Joe Ingles probably comes off the bench to do some good stuff. I think that's the direction I'd go uh, for Milwaukee on this one. Knicks are in New Orleans. We don't know who's playing for the Knicks right now. Um, they're locked into the five seed, so there really isn't a massive impetus to play their guys, but also it's Tom Thibodeau, so you never know. Um, I think Brunson's been ruled out, and then we know Randall's been ruled out. R.J. Barrett might be back for this one, uh, which would clutter up the Obi Toppin run he's been on. But again, you know, we'll kind of have to wait until closer to start time to figure out which direction to go with the Knicks. Pelicans are fighting right now. They'll play their usual guys. Chicago, um, it sounds like Vooch is going to play. Levine and DeRozan are questionable. Um, and last time that happened, Kobe White got a big bump. Patrick Williams got a decent bump. Alex Caruso actually got a kind of uh, a medium-sized bump, but we don't know if he's going to be in there. For Dallas, they're sitting everybody, it sounds like. So who the hell's left? Uh, Dwight Powell, I guess, should have a decent ball game with Kleba and Wood both sitting. Um, Jaden Hardy, maybe? I don't know, well, Luca's still in there, so that makes it a little tougher for me to play someone in the backcourt. I think I'd probably go Dwight Powell. It almost feels like he has to log 26 or more minutes here. Golden State, um, they're still fighting, so expect the usual stuff out of them. Sacramento, they might start to sit everybody. They really need to get everybody a little bit of rest. They like These guys have put up pretty big games totals this year. If the Kings rest... This just isn't something we've seen much this season. So, you know, to that end, it actually makes them kind of an interesting team because a lot of guys that haven't gotten playing time could actually step into more. Kings have seven guys right now listed as questionable for different reasons. Um, the main ones obviously being Fox, Sabonis, Herter, Keegan Murray, um, Malik Monk is questionable off the bench. Harrison Barnes is not, oddly enough, so if he plays, he would be tasked with doing all kinds of stuff. Davion Mitchell is questionable, so even the backup point guard might not get in there. So this could get real woolly for Sacramento. I, I, legitimately, I have no idea who's even left to play for this team, but someone would have to get in there and log gigantic minutes. So you're looking at uh, Alex Len, possibly. Could Rashawn Holmes surface for a day? Harrison Barnes will take 35 shots here if he has to. Um, if Monk plays or if Lyles plays or if Davion Mitchell plays off the bench, they'd move into the starting lineup here presumably, so they'd get a lot to do. Um, where's Terrence Davis at? Is he hurt right now? There's too many names to try to keep track of here with Sacramento, but if he's if he's going, he'd be an option. So you got some really interesting stuff going on with the Kings uh, if they sit all of their dudes in this ballgame, and they'll some of these one of these games are going to sit them. Phoenix is sitting everybody. We talked about them earlier in the show, or they'll probably sit everybody. Campaign, Josh Okogi, Bismarck, Biombo are the three guys that I was looking at the most, and Terrence Ross uh, and, jo and Torrey Craig are kind of the maybes. Lakers are going to are gonna play this one out. Um, I would expect all the regulars to be in there because if the Lakers win out, then uh, they can hold ground above the Pelicans. So they would then have home court in the play-in tournament, and they might get lucky if the Warriors lose either of their last two games. The Lakers would move into the sixth seed. Clippers would actually have to lose both of their remaining games 
for the Lakers to get ahead of them because the Clippers have the tiebreaker there. Lakers have the tiebreaker over the Warriors and the Pelicans if you're looking at that little battle. So uh, no, no weird expectations on the uh, Lakers' side. Trying to think of what teams we didn't talk about over the weekend. Um, we talked about Denver. We've talked about Utah on the recap part of the show. Portland Clippers. We talked about the Clippers, right? Um, there's no changes there, really. Kawhi, Norman Powell, Ivica Zubats are your safest plays. Russ is relatively safe, although, again, he's going to come with some baggage in 9-cat roto. Uh, Minnesota. We haven't talked about the, the Wolves in a while. They've... Um, They've been off for three days, interestingly enough. But again, they're not a team where a whole lot is in flux. They're fighting their way through this thing also. Uh, they've got a game against a tanking opponent, so presumably they'll get their 41st win tonight. And they're going to push the Lakers and Pelicans to try to keep winning. Because uh, the Wolves would prefer to not be in the bottom half of that play-in bracket as well. So whatever you've been doing for Minnesota, just keep doing it. Nothing's going to change there. Um, and then let's see, San Antonio, I hate this Spurs. <laughs> They've got four guys that I would play in Roto. It's the same four that it's been for the last five weeks, so uh, don't worry about that. And then in terms of scheduling, the Cavs, I think, are the only team that doesn't play today. or Nope, Thunder don't play today or tomorrow either, but we talked about both of those clubs during our Thursday recap, so you already know what to expect from them. And that, ladies and gentlemen is our final in-season episode of this NBA campaign. Yes, we've done it. I will say again here towards the end of the program, uh, please do hang out with us on YouTube whenever you can. YouTube.com slash SportsEthos. We'll be doing as many live shows as possible throughout the offseason, and I have grand plans of about a million new things I want to do on YouTube leading up to next year, uh, including... And we had some of this last season. Um, David Williams, host of our Grizzlies podcast, he put together some NBA draft content for YouTube. Um, we'll do some free agency stuff here on YouTube. We will do a lot of mock stuff leading up to the season on YouTube that will not be available on all traditional podcast channels. So that's a really big reason to sign up. Uh, it's free. Subscribe over on YouTube. And then, again, what's not free is that I'd love all of you guys to demo the wager pass. Again, it's like three and some odd dollars for that first month with the coupon. Absurd. Try it out. I really think you're going to love it. Uh, make sure that you follow Ethos Wagering and get into our betting Discord with the pros. You can get all the plays as soon as they make them. Basically, the second that they make the play, they'll tell you what the line is and what book they got it at. Uh, they'll walk you through it. They've got reasoning on everything. They'll teach you how to bet. The Discord is a really big part of it as well. Again, the coupon code is absurd, and it's over at sportsethos.com on the premium tab. Grab yourself a wager pass. Try that out today. Monday, we'll talk play-in. We'll talk the end of the regular season, and we'll start to segue into the long, slow, plodding journal. Journal? Journey through the NBA offseason. Thank you once again, everybody. I love you all. I am Dan Vespers for Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos presentation. YouTubers, I'll talk to you after the show. Everybody else, we'll see you in the offseason on Monday. So long for now.